Hello, this is Tracy Hickman. And I'm Laura Hickman. And our DNA is actually currently orbiting on the International Space Station. So, we are in orbit right now on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From the back alley sales division of Telemarketers of America, directly behind the only remaining payphone in Area 51, it's clickbait for the years. Welcome to TalkCast 382, this edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tonight, with a couple of reasons, I'm your host, The Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, some of the rest of the gang, uh, in the Peabody Time Tunnel, our own button-pushing, keyboard-clacking, sonic screwdrivering, violent virtuoso, and technical taciturn trouble wrangler, Kriana. Okay. And she's back at the Dank Dungeons Automatic Reference Repair Room, found behind the semi-hidden entrance of the Lord Wells Overcooked Beef and Meditation Center at Cyborg University's Auxiliary Campus in Portland, Kentucky. Welcome, Zombrarian. So, reporting on the current state of my colony, um, I have trained an army of housekeeper cats, and they have proven very successful at repelling pirates and raiders. Oh, cool. So, you're going to be working on that tonight during the show. Good job. Yep, I'm working on it right now. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I kind of knew that. They are actually attacking a pair of pirates right now. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, uh, I was watching an interview that somebody else was doing. And I was kind of sitting off on the side. And it it was for a a actual uh, group of musicians called the Zotos Brothers. And... As God is my witless, the first word out of her mouth was, how long have you guys been together? And they looked at each other, and one of them turned to her and said, all our lives. So at the point where I I started reading up on this week's guests, who, by the way, are Aisha Rainville and her sister, Sonice uh, Lumbaka, please help me if that's wrong. But I'm guessing it's close to right. Okay, so like we're there. Excellent. Yeah, okay. you're there. You're totally there. Close enough. <laughs> I didn't butcher the name Jones, so I'm doing well. And and I could not get that woman's face out of my head, wanting the first question out of my mouth to be to the twin sisters. How long have you ladies been together working? Uh, but it's, it, and I realize it's probably only funny to me. Anyhow, Aisha <laughs> and, and Sinise, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having 
Um, it a lot of times uh, I've I've met the people or know the people who are coming on the show. In in this case, it became uh, that a mutual friend of ours said, "Hey, these guys are doing something really, really, really different, uh, and and you really need to look at what they're doing." And uh, have them come on the show. And then they said the title of the book, <laughs> which was Space Aliens, Bad Mothers and Guns, exclamation point. And I went, that has got to be the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. And, and she replied, yep, it is. And they're really fun. So let's start by saying that both of you are writers. Both of you are artists. Yeah. Both of you are producing short stories in this now volume two of Space Aliens, Bad Mothers and Guns. How did this project start? Where did it come from? So we've always been writing and actually my background has been in writing. And uh, we've always had these different imaginations and creativity. And so we just took the idea of, hey, we have these stories, let's uh, let's put them down in pa paper and let's actually make them shorter since we know in today's day and age, the attention span um, <laughs> for people <laughs> are kind Got of that right. yeah. you. <laughs> you know, you hear and, about and these you know, books that have 700 pages, well, you know, ours don't have that many. <laughs> that's like the edited version, like, honestly, like, we both have these vivid imaginations that like just go everywhere and anywhere. Like if we could be sitting on a train somewhere and see one thing and this thing will pop in our head and then we'll write it down in our, in a pad that we carry with us or, or uh, put it in our telephone and expand the stories there. So the, the stories are just like, like some of them are from the age of 15, like uh, adipose, for example, the side that uh, heavy sci-fi one. I, that's been with me since I was 15. And, um, Something like uh, uh, as a matter of fact, on a drive to a convention, we I came up with another story, which is in a second volume, which is called Parental Control. So it's it's just oh, like yeah. my sister said. <laughs> yeah, we were we were driving and we were talking, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if such and such happened? And then I don't want to give it away. And uh, she says, "Oh yeah, that's so cool. What are you gonna do about it?" <laughs> so I wrote this story. Challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And it's then like a, when, yeah, when I wrote it, she didn't even, she was surprised by the ending. <laughs> yeah. It's a little dark. <laughs> there, there's more than a little bit of darkness in these books. There's a yeah. lot more than a little bit of it. But I mean, the, the interest, one of the interesting things to me is, and I've just seen the second anthology. I have not looked at the first one because I don't have it yet. Um, but what I noticed is there is very little reason or rhyme to the themology. I mean, some of it's science fiction, uh, some of it's uh, uh, adventure, some of it's um, hard to drama, hard, drama fantasy. Uh, what's the unifying theme here? Or is there one? So the whole purpose well, is it's kind of to give something for everybody, you know, yeah. it's, you know, the again, we live book. in a fast paced society and, and everybody has different interests. And um, we wanted one thing for a lot of the stories to have twists. Did you want to take it from there, sis? 
Yeah. So the yeah the first book uh, actually there was a huge theme behind it. It was all female driven stories. Like all the leads were female. And we're like we're just gonna make this book about girls and how they are in or women in certain situations and and how they manage. And and it's uh, there's going to be that twist and turn element to it. Like uh, Sonice referred what to some of the stories as black mirror type stories and Twilight Zone. So. That was the first book. The second book, we decided, you know what, let's just expand it more and let's try to cater to everyone. Like still, the majority of the stories are female leads, but um, one of the other stories in particular, Tiny Bites, that has a male lead in it who has a co-female lead. So it's kind of like uh, uh, we, we just wanted to, in the second book, to just kind of spread our wings a little bit more and uncover all these different types of genres. Uh, because yeah, everyone has a a shorter mind span, or I think anyway, in this fast pace of well, attention span. <laughs> yeah, attention span. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, let's keep it short and sweet. One of the nicest things that that I thought as, as I was as I was uh, working through book two this morning, because I just got it this morning, it drove me nuts. Um, <laughs> was was. The the stories that I read, uh, yeah, they're they're short, uh, fifteen, twenty, twenty five pages, but they're very complex. And was that a, was that purposefully done? Yeah, it it actually is done on purpose because um at, back in the days you had these writers who would write at face value, so you thought, and then the English teacher would try to dissect it with you, and then you saw there was more deep meaning and symbolisms and metaphors behind the writing. And now uh, we've totally enjoyed that style of writing, so we wanted something that you're the person who just wants to read and enjoy a good story to have, and then for those guys who are more deep thinkers and they like they 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 quickly pick up on. Um, you know, deep meaning and some some of the philosophies and, and, and even some Easter eggs, if you will. You know how we yep. say Easter eggs in Marvel movies and, you know, some of the Star Wars movies that we love. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how we wanted to write it. In book two, the very first story is called Adipose, chapter two, which is a continuation of a story from book one called The Enemy. Um, and not yes. having not having read the first story, this story itself is very nicely self-contained. I didn't feel like I missed anything by not having read that first story. So how are they connected? So yes, that is the that was the intent behind it. Uh, chapter one introduces w- one group of character. Chapter two is, introduces the second uh, group of characters. And yes, like you said, you can read them individually. The, the stories are self-contained. Um, they will eventually meet somewhere uh, along the line, but um, they, the, the intention was so that if someone, let's say they did, weren't, you know, they wanted to choose between whichever book they wanted, uh, they could start off with the second one without having missed anything in the first. Which answered my next question was, <laughs> <laughs> are there going to be more stories about this post-apocalyptic, uh, in this post-apocalyptic series? Yes, there is. Um, I, I, there's actually going to be 13 chapters total. <laughs> so I guess there's going to be 13 volumes of space aliens. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're planning far into the future at this point. Well done. Well, and she's actually finished the third one. We're working on our third um, novel that we hope to have done by the end of uh, sometime in the fall. But she's already written the third chapter, and it's actually pretty good. And it kind of brings back some of the characters. Oh, is it actually now? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys um, don't live in the same area anymore. Uh, no. So how how do you work together? How does that how does that work for you guys? Road trip. <laughs> yeah. Do you really just actually out. have to get together and make it work? No, some well, things we do from afar and we're on the phone a lot. We're texting. And if it's too complex, we just finally call each other. Other times we'll put stuff together and email it to each other. And then then there's the road trip where I'll go down to her in most cases. And sometimes she'll come up to me. Yeah, I mean, we work remotely a, a lot of the time. Like she said, it's just a lot of texting. And if I don't like her story and it sounds like something too complex, I'm like, oh, I didn't get this or that, then... I'm on the phone with her, but we usually work well uh, texting each other, and and um, and that's mostly how we do it. And on top of writing, there's a whole lot of artwork in this book as well. And as it turns out, both of you are rather talented artists. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Well, but we have to give most of the credit to my sister. Uh, because she's the one. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, because we both sound the same, and so they need to get it get well, yeah. it straight. And your voice, which doesn't though. make it any easier. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can tell the difference between us because she uses more words than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I admit I am wordy, but that's because I uh, of my high superior level of education. <laughs> right. So, Sinise, <laughs> when did you start uh, producing artwork like this? Um, actually, I've been drawing all my life, and it's funny because I remember I was about five years old, and I was at my father's birthday party, and uh, we they distributed drawing pads for all the kids to keep us busy, and I drew this picture of this plant. And my dad saw it and started showing it to everybody. And I was like mortified. I was like, oh, no, what is my dad doing? Um, and then he saw that I took a liking to the drawing because he was an artist himself as well. And uh, I, uh, from there, it took off. I uh, started drawing different things, had my own style of drawing humans, and then um, perfected that over time. And now I experiment um, a lot more with my different types of uh illustrations and so forth. So I do everything from acrylic, pen and ink drawing, which is my favorite, um, and, you know, some portraiture paintings and uh, what have you. And a, a lot of the artwork in book two can be, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, can be, I think, put into the category of experimental. As yeah. in, this is, not, this is not what you might expect from an illustration in a chapter book like this. And it's it's very inventive and, and quite cool. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Now you you all. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to embarrass you here. But no, you're not. <laughs> it's it's it was you know having gotten the book this morning and flipping through it and going going through it and then all of a sudden hitting that and going, well that's weird. 
I like it, but that's really weird that that's in here. And yeah, then it started making even more sense to me when I started looking at your website and stuff and how uh, visually interesting the website is as well. So how did that decision happen that I'm going to put this cool art in with these very odd stories and make a weird compilation? So the, the artwork with inside the book was actually my sister's idea. And, and she could, and I, Aisha can take it from there to talk about that piece. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so like, okay, I, 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 I won't say I've read all of Stephen King's uh, novels, but I remember. I don't think anybody's read all of his stuff. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't so think that's possible. But I found the, I did find the uh, Dark Tower series interesting. And I love the artwork that was in there. And it was the first book. I like, I picked it up maybe like, it's, this is going to be really probably like in 1995, I think it was when I came across it. And I was reading it uh, while I was in uh, school. And I was like, holy cow, this is, this is interesting. Look at these drawings. They're like, how did he come up with this? And I've never seen a book like that ever. And I'm like, you know, one of these days, I'm like, when, you know, when I grow up, <laughs> I'm going to, if I write, I'm going to do the same thing because it's so nice to see what the image, like I, you make these images in your head when you're reading of, of what the characters look like, but to actually have them place these weird creatures and describe them in a story and then actually visualize it on paper, I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, we should do that because let's give our characters a, a face um, and give them, Sunise came up with the idea of giving them different cases, like Celine, for example. There's four versions of Celine. Uh, I, we think we like the dreaded version. Mm. Um, but yeah, and it kind of gives the people idea, oh, this is what the character looks like. Right, and the other rationale behind doing the different characters is that everybody has a different mind, a different imagination. And so why should we just limit it to the way one person looks you know there I, I saw this one anime cartoon and it was actually for Dante's Inferno and uh they for each chapter they had different anime artists draw the uh what they think the imagery would look like and nice. I thought that was so fascinating and, and and I love anime too so you know I thought wow wouldn't it be cool um if we if, if we took that step further and came up with these characters and the way we wanted them to look or what we think they should look like and then get inside the heads of other people and say, hey, this is what they, they might visualize this person to look like. In any event, the, uh, the visualizations that you put into the book are as inventive as the stories themselves. So it, it makes for a very nice mix for the reader to, to stumble upon that that secondary little treasure there and, and be able to really enjoy it yes that's awesome and that's exact that's exactly was the, the intent and so i'm so glad that you picked up on that that's great great to it's, hear well you know it, it's kind of the thing where you you can almost feel as if you guys in putting this book together went out of your way to do things to surprise the readers right <clears throat> excuse me that, that's exactly it um because when you when you read the stories especially in the, in the second volume um you, you you're seeing the story happen one way you think the ending is going to be one way and then bam you get this crazy ending 
Um, yep. It's the same with the artwork. You know, you, you want it to be a surprise. And so everything is calculated and and done in a certain way to where it can, keeps the uh, readers and keep any fans to keep coming back for more. And so we're always looking to push ourselves and to do some um, extraordinary things with our writing and with our artwork and then with the combination of the two. Even with our um, social media sites, we've taken some of the imagery and taken it a step further by animating them. So if right. you go on to Instagram, you click on some of these <laughs> images and, and you'll see some funny things happening. Some of them have some um, soundtrack. You can give the, the high detail quality attributes to my sister, Aisha, for putting those together. But then you'll come across a little bit of uh, some animated gifts that are actually kind of funny. And those are the ones that I've worked on. So it's, it's a combined and collaborative effort. The The real issue is that for me, is that you guys have lives outside the writing and art world. You guys have, have like real jobs doing other things and it, they're not easy ones either. I mean, you, both of you guys, I guess, work in television production in one way or another. And, uh, yeah. there's, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. So Aisha, how do you find, how do, how do you, Put aside the time to write, and when do you get that done? I usually, um, I'm up really early, uh, sometimes 4 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 5.30, um, and uh, that's my quiet space, my quiet time, so I'll write then, or really late at night um, uh, before bed is when I'll start writing something and um, get get that together. And if I on my days off, it's usually throughout the day. Like I'll take an entire Saturday or Sunday or both days and just write. When when the ideas in my head, it just keeps going. It keeps flowing. And Sunise, do you uh, have kind of the same kind of deal there? Yeah, it kind of similar. I I, I was actually in the army uh, when I started, and I just got out in the beginning of 2017 so that kind of lifted some of the uh burden as far as trying to work through both good of them. lord yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i exploded once i got out <laughs> because i had a little bit more time to dedicate but it's it's actually similar um to what um aisha just said is that you you make time for it you're up early at the crack of dawn not even sometimes even before that and, you know, you're averaging getting to bed at around midnight or two in the morning because you just want to see an idea for that particular day. You want to see it through fruition. On top of that, on top of everything else that you guys are doing, <laughs> you, you've now decided, I'm going to go to conventions where I can meet people, see people, get ideas from them, get them, get them to see us and, and expand your 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 readership in your universe. How many, how many conventions are you doing this year? Well, so far, I think we've done about five. And we, um, it's five. really early for you to have done five already. Yeah. We, well, actually, if you wanted to count December, I, I'm counting December. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget Baltimore was last year too. We did the Baltimore comic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So September, so starting September, so year, we did the green mountain. Uh, in Vermont, we also did uh, Virginia Beach, and then um, Garden State Park, uh, Garden State in Atlantic City, and the Garden, yeah, the Atlantic City. So those are the three we did this year so far. 
And uh, and the, the cool thing about those conventions now that you brought it up is it is the greatest place to meet other people who are in the same business as we are. And it's, the perfect, <laughs> it's perfect to bounce ideas off of them. And, and you know, we're just a group of community, a community of people that are so friendly to each other. I've never been to a place where you go there and everybody's so friendly, you know, you know, when there's a break. We walk around, we go to each other's tables, we collaborate. And that's how we actually met Karen. And sure. we saw her amazing artwork and we were just blown away. And as a matter of fact, we we're hoping to co collaborate with something on her, with her. But I mean, she was just fun and bubbly to talk to. And uh, you Everyone find that you're- Everyone is so kind, yeah. yeah. They, and they really are gunning for you. Everyone comes over, you go over to them, they're like, how'd you do? And um, you know, and they, they're giving shout outs to each other. Like, this is like the only industry I feel like where people genu genuinely want to see you succeed, even though it should be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's the most non-competitive competitive community I've ever worked in, quite, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. But the yeah. interesting thing is that when you're at a convention, there are actually two conventions going on. There's one between you and the attendees where they're walking by and you, if you catch their eye and or get their attention and they're looking at your stuff, then you can talk to them and, and, you know, maybe you get a sale out of it. Maybe that sale doesn't happen for two or three months when they go, well, oh, that book was really interesting. I wonder, wonder if I can still get a copy somewhere. Right. And then there's the other convention that's you and everybody else in artist alley, uh, just kind of networking and, and talking to each other. And when one guy's feeling bad because nothing's happening, you know, and people around him go, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a really nice, if, if, if a convention is well put together, it's a really nice environment to, to nurture who you are and help you get yourself goal-oriented and together as well. I agree 100%. That that is uh, that's a perfect definition if it was in the Webster dictionary. <laughs> well, I suck at definitions, but that one wasn't bad. So I mean, <laughs> the weird thing is, uh, and I mean, I I may have used that like half a dozen times already. That sentence. Well, weird, weird is good. Is, weird is good. <laughs> you you want to go to the Midgard convention in Reykjavik, Iceland? Yes. Yes. How the hell did that come about? <laughs> We're huge fans of Iceland. Uh, I've been twice. Oh, actually, we love Scandinavia. So Nisa's been to Finland. We've both been to Norway. And for, I, for, I just want, Googled it. I'm like, are there, like, conventions in Scandinavia? <laughs> They're all over the and, place in Scandinavia. Well, I will say yeah. that, I, just for the record, because I'm the smarter and more talkative one, the Iceland's in Europe. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> sorry, I had to say it. No competition there. Okay. Absolutely no competition between you two whatsoever. Always, you know, she's right, though, because I'm always confusing Nordic countries with Scandinavian countries. <laughs> and I'm always reversing the two. So, yes. Iceland <laughs> is Nordic, but it's in Europe. <laughs> exactly, if you really yeah. want to learn the difference. Um, sure. There's an amazing webcomic called Scandinavia and the World that is hilarious and also super educational. 
Oh, that's definitely just for adults, though. Don't give it to children until you know (laughs) how mature those children are and how prepared they are for countries that have gay relationships with each other. (laughs) So, how did this come about? Aisha. I'm sorry, Actually, what was the question? How did the Scandinavian, how did the uh, Iceland trip come about, the idea? Well, yeah, so we, again, we were huge fans. We were like, we're planning on actually going back there and um, taking another trip and this time just driving and camping out instead of doing the tourist uh, huge bus, bazillion people thing. And I was like, well, you know what? I would love to see if they had one. I, so I searched it up and it had something called IceCon which it seems a little bit more low key and they say it's just for the fans, but I'm like, aren't all comic cons, but this one's called a Midgard, which is, you know, everyone knows what the Yggdrasil is and North history and Midgard. And I was like, man, this sounds like a pretty powerful Viking stuff we should get in on. And so I looked it up and uh, met, uh, corresponded back and forth with this guy named Sven and he he's the organizer and he's like yeah we would love to have you guys um you know we welcome you we would love to have you guys come out so um I talked to Sonisa about it I was like we should we should definitely do this and kind of take our project internationally very nice so you right now got a GoFundMe page and we're going to link up to that page for you guys so that uh, people are listening uh, and uh, want to help you guys get to Scandinavia or Europe, either one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and the thing with Iceland is it's it's um it's 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 very it's not for the frugal. <laughs> it can get it's not expensive. an inexpensive trip, yeah. Right, which is why we're trying to do the GoFundMe, you know, to get some support out there, and we'd appreciate. Any of the fans and new fans um, who are willing to sh- send a couple of dollars our way. <laughs> One or two or 25. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so what can, what can we expect from you guys moving forward now? Between the two of you, there are currently, uh, Aisha has one book out on uh, running your own reality production company. Uh, the yeah. two of you have the two space alien, bad mother and guns volumes one and two, and a- another novel, which we haven't talked about called escape to greener pastures. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's the one I wrote and it's, it's, it's almost, it's like a coming of age book about two girls. I being co- yeah. Yeah. I being Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> By Sinise Lamaga, Escape the Green of Pastures. Um, yeah, it's a coming-of-age book about two girls um, who we think are from two different worlds, and um, both are in their own form of chaos, and we don't know if their friendship is going to either solidify or if it's just going to take them in different directions. And uh, I-, I wanted to write that one because it was something I wanted to toy with for a while, and it can happen in all walks of life's way, you think the grass is greener. But the cool thing about the story, it's not the typical cliche of the grass is uh, always greener on the other side. And uh, that was just a project I I tackled with. And uh, we're actually working on the third volume. 
And uh, we have about 10 stories already um, brewing. Um, Adipose, the third installation of Adipose within that. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. And then we're also looking at um, some other uh, conventions that we could look at uh, attend in the future. Well, you, you're both in the New England uh, area, or close enough, and Lord knows there are enough of them around here. In, I, during, yeah. during the summer, there's one like every other weekend. It's ridiculously cool. Yeah, and that's amazing yeah. because I didn't even know that. I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, holy cow. And the, I, there's a Vermont Comic Con, which is huge, um, my understanding, that's in September, Right. And that we wanted to go to that one, but then we realized it's the same exact weekend as the um, Midgard Iceland Mid Midgard convention. That's a difficult commute, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like I said, that's not the only one in the New England area. Lord knows you'll find one the weekend after, and two weeks before, and a month later. So, uh, you know, as as you guys move forward. Uh, let us know where you're going to be and, and what you're going to be doing. And uh, we, we can help let uh, our audience know where you're going to be. Awesome. Definitely. That we appreciate would, yeah, that. Yeah, that would be great. Well, listen, guys, I, I really want to thank you for, for joining us tonight. And uh, thank you for, thank uh, you for taking having some are you kidding? It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thank you. It was awesome meeting you and your team. And we hope to be, you know, hear from you guys and for you guys to hear from us. Well, hopefully we'll see you at a convention fairly soon. For sure. Oh, yeah, sure. definitely. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Keen Comic Con, Plastic City Comic Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArthouse.com. Be sure to visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. If you have a free moment, take a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Our intro music production provided by Rob Watts. His amazing sound can be found at RobWattsOnline.com. He's now selling hot sauce, too. Give it a try. Our outro music is provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Thanks, Joe. Check out more of their proofs on LawrenceMadeMeCry.com. Many thanks to the gang from the Peabody Time Tunnel, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna, and woman of Woodstock Prairie. And thank you so much, ladies. Don't say Terry and Jeannie. Shared pain is lessened. Shared joy and praise. Dust we all repent your Enjoy the chaos. I know.